0: Missions Journal Stories of Hope for the Unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions Welcome, mission friends. Adventist Frontier Missions started with humble beginnings in the fall of 1985. Even then, our missionaries loved to share stories. Today, we are going to listen to a radio flashback recorded on reel-to-reel tape 30-plus years ago. Enjoy! When they brought his body outside for washing and burial preparation, I was struck by how small and frail the lifeless form looked. But what hit home the most was that he and I were of the exact same age.
1: Hello, friends, and welcome to Mission Frontiers, brought to you by Adventist Frontier Missions, reaching the unreached with the good news of Jesus Christ. This is the latest in a new series of exciting short programs featuring the stories of modern frontier missionaries and their incredible lives as we receive these stories straight from the mission field each week. These brave young families have transplanted themselves into the very lives of unreached peoples in order to plant God's church among the souls who sit in darkness. As you listen each week to this magazine of the air, they'll attempt to paint you pictures and words of their struggles and their victories, and we believe you'll find that your own faith is strengthened as you listen. So now, sit back. As once again we take you to the bushlands of Burkina Faso in West Africa, where Herb and Linda Prandle and their three children are planting God's church among the unreached Lobi peoples. Our first story is from Herb Prandle. It's entitled "The Sting of Death."
0: Here's Herb. I saw Bebe slowly walking up the hill. It was almost time for our afternoon meeting, and I was carrying the benches to the sunshade by the front porch. With a weak smile, he answered my greeting and quietly helped me arrange the rough wooden benches. Then he stopped, stared at some distant point in the rolling bushland, and spoke softly: "Mamadou's brother is dead." "Mamadou's brother? Less than three hours ago, at the end of our worship service, Mamadou had asked us to pray for his brother, who was suffering from painful cramps. When we walked into the courtyard of the Ilbudu family, I was amazed how fast the word of death had spread in the community. The young man's heart had barely stopped beating half an hour ago, and already a throng of friends and mourners had gathered around the dwelling of the deceased. The muffled sobs of the children were interrupted by the shrill and drawn out wails of the women who would thrust their hands toward heaven and lament over the untimely end of their loved one. The young men were gathered around a spot close to the center of the yard, which had been chosen by the family elders. With shovel and pickaxe, they were already carving a burial place out of the hard, rocky ground. Much sweat was flowing under the mid-afternoon sun and the exhausted diggers would frequently change their turns in the slowly deepening pit. Even though we had visited Mamadou's family several times before, I deliberately stayed in the background because I didn't know how they would view an outsider in such a time of grief. My question was suddenly answered when a short, muscular man thrust a shovel in my hand and muttered a few words in his dialect. I didn't understand his language, but the look on his face and his gestures seemed to say, well, since you're here, you might as well help us dig. For the next few hours, I took my turns in digging the almost six-foot hole. So instead of having a Bible study that afternoon, we were digging a grave. Burial mounds of well-known individuals are often outfitted with upturned pots, plates, cups, forks, and spoons, to assure that the deceased will not suffer from hunger or thirst on his lone journey through the spirit world. Some graves are adorned with antelope horns, a bull's jawbone, or the antlers of a buck. It is hoped that the positive qualities of these strong and swift animals may be transferred to the man or woman who now drifts through the land of the shadows. ¶¶ When they brought his body outside for washing and burial preparation, I was struck by how small and frail the lifeless form looked. But what hit home the most was that he and I were of the exact same age. He too had a wife and children, but they now faced an uncertain future. God let me partake in the burial of this well-loved young man I got to know many of his friends and peers. I recognize them now in the streets or in the marketplace, and we exchange greetings or talk briefly. Just yesterday, the man who placed the shovel in my hand at the burial sent a message to us through a friend that he would like to know more about our God and our faith. We're happy to share the good news about our Father in heaven. He will swallow up death and victory, and the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces.
1: The life of a frontier missionary has its share of sadness, but there is so much more to be thankful for. Herb's wife, Linda, tells us why angels come in all colors.
2: well, we're in for another bumpy ride, I thought, as we started our journey north. The wet time of the year does wonders for the sub-Saharan region of Africa. Many trees start to flower in a multitude of colors. The bushgrass shoots up strong and tall, and the villagers spend their days cultivating fields of millet, corn, and yams. As much as the rains benefit the plants and trees, it transforms the dirt roads into a gauntlet of deep ruts, potholes, and sharp jagged rocks. We were on our way to the town of Ouagadougou to have Hannah's ears checked by a doctor. She was experiencing pain and mild loss of hearing. Having tried all the home remedies, it was now time to seek professional help. Barely 90 kilometers out of Gawa, our left front tire was punctured and we stopped to put on the spare. We're real good at changing tires by now. This was flat number 10 for this month. The heavy rainfalls in the past few days had saturated the earth, creating many pools of standing water, little stream runoffs that were traversing the track. As we rounded one of the innumerable bends, we faced another slow moving stream about a hundred feet wide, and it looked no deeper than the one we'd crossed before. Yes, we know that still waters run deep. And, yes, we also know better than to attempt to drive our little Peugeot station wagon into a river before wading across to check the depth. This time, we just didn't do it. Besides, who wants to slosh through parasite-infested puddles over and over? So, we eased our station wagon into the mud-brown pool. We're so glad that God doesn't judge us by our intelligence. About halfway through, we hit a deep channel and our motor sputtered, coughed, and died. Immediately, David Lackey's river crossing experience came to our minds. As his convoy chanced to cross a swollen stream in Papua New Guinea, the truck's engines stalled. Yet they kept moving as angels pushed them through. We hoped for the same experience. But the only thing moving was the dirty water gurgling in on every side. Our Father in Heaven sees the sparrow fall from his branch, and he also saw us stuck there with the water almost up over our seats his plan for our rescue was in the form of a road building crew that pulled and pushed us out onto dry land through the exhaust pipe our engine had sucked in great amounts of water and our car wouldn't start up again this unwanted mixture of oil and water needed to be drained but where do you get four liters of motor oil in the middle of the african bush the workmen of the road crew didn't have any but they guided us to a village where a young man was selling oil. Never mind that it wasn't engine oil for a vehicle. Any kind of lubricant would be a lifesaver by getting us into the next town where we could find a gallon of the right oil. With broad smiles, our rescuers accepted our thanks and a cadeau, a gift, waving until we were out of sight. Don't stress the motor, take it easy was the word now. The next town wasn't much of a town, and all evening was spent in vain looking for a place where the oil could be changed. Forced to spend the night there, our search continued in the morning. Oh, how thankful we were when we found a backyard mechanic's shack where we were able to fill our engine with real motor oil. We rolled into Ouagadougou that afternoon with one of our rear tires going flat. That's number 11 for those who are counting. Nonetheless, we were content and thanked our Heavenly Father for getting us there at all. P.S. Hannah's pain is gone now, and her hearing is back to normal.
1: We hope you've enjoyed these stories of Frontier Missionary Life. We'll be bringing you many more each week from around the globe. So you'll want to be sure and reserve this time with your family to listen in. You can get a cassette copy of this or any other of these timeless stories for your family just by sending $3 to Adventist Frontier Missions, P.O. Box 346, Berrien Springs, Michigan, 49103. When you do, be sure to mention this broadcast. You'll also want to get the Adventist Frontiers magazine. This monthly journal is packed with exciting stories and pictures of these and other pioneer missionaries and their work. For sure, it's one magazine you'll read from cover to cover. And better yet, it's free. Perhaps you'd even like to know how you too could become a frontier missionary. A vast field of opportunity lies open to those who are willing to let God remove them from the protective packaging of the homeland and place them where their lives can make a difference for the cause of Christ. And I can think of no better place to be used by God than in pioneering his message to the unreached people of today. But even if you can't go, you can help support a missionary family. Simply call us at 1-800-YES-4AFM. Once again, that's 1-800-YES, the number 4, AFM. This program is dedicated to all those who give their lives to be used up in reaching the unreached for Christ and all of you who make it possible. Until next week, God bless.
0: AFM missionaries need your prayers every day. They also need your donations as they rely on your gifts for their salary and all their mission project expenses. Together you can partner with the missionaries to reach the unreached for Jesus. To adopt a missionary to your family or to support them financially, point your browser to afmonline.org. Once there, just click on the missionaries tab. That's online.org and select missionaries from the top tab. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. God bless.